we're going to talk about lewd. Just relax. Hello and welcome to the 55-1 Podcast. My name is Wes Perdine. I am uh, currently fighting with my cats. Uh, one of them won't uh, come inside the house and the other one is uh, attacking me uh, because she's freaked out about where the other cat is. So um, we're here to talk about Minnesota United, but I've got a cat scratching me constantly. Um, I'm, I'm joined by Mark Fangmeyer, uh, Corey Shreppel, uh, Rodrigo sanchez Chavaria. Good to see you all. Uh, have you, uh, how was your, um, post Minnesota United sleep? Uh, short, my infant son woke me up at six 30. So it was great. Also short, Little. we're dog sitting and the dog likes to go outside at six o'clock in the morning. So Rodrigo, did um, you sleep? I think so. I got smacked by my wife a couple of times. <laughs> Probably more than likely I was snoring. That's my guess, <laughs> but I, I felt waking up at one. Oh. And then at three, so I got smacked, and um, <laughs> apparently I must have been sleeping good. Yeah, All right. So, but hey, the Red Stars won, so woohoo! Okay. Well, um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm very glad that it's our. It was the last eight a.m. Uh, MLS game today because uh, I'm doing the late nights. Which, and as of this up, podcast uh, taping, still mornings. hasn't resumed. They had a lightning delay. <laughs> yeah, has not finished. Right. Yeah, yeah. Thank. I just, uh, I, I just locked up the bar and I was like, I'm going home. Let's start with this NWSL. Just a quick recap. Uh, Rodrigo, where are we? What, what happened? So the Dash um, beat the Thorns um, with, well, without Lindsay Horan, she was injured, and so they beat them one nothing. And then the crazy, you know, NWSL is drunk moment was the uh, Chicago Red Stars was. Sky Blue, the Red Stars were up by two goals, I think 25, 30 minutes into the game. And then slowly, Mitch Perch was just creating havoc, and then eventually Earth scored, but on her own team, <laughs> and oh. then made it 3-2, and then just grinded it out. And now we have a um, dash Red Star final in which I think me and Corey were the ones that were saying the Red Stars were making it to the finals, right? I mean, I... Team Ertz, baby. Team Ertz. Jerts, jorts. Um, and so, and that's going to be Sunday at 11.30, right? Yeah. Actually, gonna, we, too. CBS should uh, have it, so... so. I'm, I'm bummed that it kind of overlaps with the crazy EPL um, final day, because um, we're going to have, at 10 o'clock on Sunday, we're going to have seven different games going um but then uh we'll, we'll switch over to uh to having nwsl final at 11 30 so um at, at blackheart obviously um so wh wh who's gonna win the the final then give me your predictions red, red stars, stars baby yeah yeah team birds yeah. okay i think i think Houston's I, gonna win it Houston's look good all tournament chicago's coming in their own towards the end of it but yeah i uh, I think Houston's got this. Okay, way to be um, logical. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, um, th there were other kind of random things going on. Uh, 
this uh, this week in soccer, it was like crazy. Um, we also had the uh, the English Championship uh, promotion stuff is is one of my like favorite things every year. And uh, this time it, it's uh, Leeds and West Brom going up, but it was a it was a a great final day fight um, where Brentford, who are just a tiny you know west of London team uh, that play in a, a twelve thousand person stadium. Uh, they um, they almost got that last spot, but they they lost to Barnsley. Um, uh, th- there was a guy in the bar to to watch the game, uh, and he had been to pre COVID, right before COVID, he had been to the to Brent to London. Was like got to a game. He went to the last game that had uh, fans in the stadium. So we were talking a lot about that. Um, uh, they are then in the playoff spot. So I'm, I'm team Brentford right now. So, but they're in the playoff spot and they play also this Sunday. So, um, after the EPL stuff and during the NWSL stuff, we'll have that on. Um, yeah, let's go just to Minnesota United. Does that sound good? Perfect. Sounds good. Uh, just an update on that, uh, that delayed game. Uh, it's now in the 90th minute. Vancouver's beating Chicago two zero. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Wow. It's amazing. Calvo, oh. Calvo, baby. Any Calvo news? This is your Calvo uh, network. <laughs> MLS is drunk. I'm going to go look at the tweets and see, but yeah. let's move on. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, you, you look for that and I'll, I'll go to you guys first. Um, the lineup, uh, you know, I had been pushing for this, uh, you know, uh, weekend lineup. Don't play Ozzy. Uh, don't, Risk Emeria, give him some minutes, but don't do that. Uh, you know, uh, and um, Heath, as he does, does not listen to me. Um, instead, the only real change we had here um, was um, Dotson came in for uh, for Kevin Molino. So you had kind of this four three three, um, three central midfielders, two guys out wide, a lineup that has never really worked for Minnesota. Um, did it work in this game? I thought it did. Mark and I were watching the game uh, outside last night, and uh, I commented uh, that I really liked the 4-3-3. I thought the passing was um, somewhat creative. I thought we were moving the ball around a little bit better than we have been, um, even if it was... What would you say, Mark? It was a little boring, but it, it was. Yeah. It, it felt like it was moving around more, and we had... We were able to to leverage the skills of the of the players that we um we had on the field a little bit more, and I think that was um that was my takeaway at least. Yeah, my only takeaway on that is that I mean, and Corey and I were talking about this how the one thing that the four three three does well is it allows for some additional when you have three kind of central midfielders, it allows for a little bit better coverage if our fullbacks want to go forward. Which worked out. If you saw like uh, all of the chances that Metnair created, I thought that worked really well. The issue is we only have one fullback who's capable of going forward with any sort of uh, consistency and anything, anything coming to the point of actually like making, uh, affecting like you know changes and making and causing goals to opportunities. And the rest of the time, it's just kind of boring. Like you, when you're missing that central playmaker. It's just you can go wide, and it's, it worked uh, at least for, ha, on the right side. But again, it's just you're well, missing that you, playmaker. I think I think you're right. Is that it's? I mean, look how far Roman Metnair got. I mean, he was in the box for Ethan's second goal. 
Yeah. You know, when he when he took it up and he and he cut it back. But I mean, you know, Kevin Molino has his what was it, a hamstring? Um they said it was like a light hamstring pull or something like that. So they're being um a little conservative with it because they knew that they were already in the knockout round. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we don't have that playmaker. We don't have anybody else on the bench that can do that. Robin Lutz certainly can't do that. Um at least Heath mm-hmm. isn't gonna play him there. Um yeah, so I think the fourth I know, think the four three three worked out really, really well. You know who we got? Who who do we got? Yo, soy Shakonista. Yo, soy Shakonista. Um, yeah, I, I let me. Um, you guys said a couple things there, and I think that that are really good. Um, one is it may have been boring, but there there were some defensive. Uh, there's some defensive help here. This is the first game we had a, a majority of the possession. Um, we were not playing on the counter. Um, maybe that was because uh, Colorado were being conservative because they, you know, did, were missing two players. Um, but, uh, it, it did, it, it did change how much we could possess the ball. I think, um, it's the best I've seen Hassani be employed. And, uh, and again, like we should not be changing our lineup just to fit one player like Hassani. Um, but Hassani's a really good passer of the ball. Uh, Gregus is a really good passer of the ball. Um, Ozzy obviously is. So you've got three people who can, it's more, um, the, these kind of longer passes that will get diagonal to Roman and, and there. Um, I think there's a lot of positives about this. I, I, I was very doubtful when I saw it be put out there because we have not used it successfully. Um, but you know, okay. I, I'm, I'm willing to, to give a little bit on that. The, the main thing that we lack then is in a system like that, you need your wingers or inside forwards, whatever you want to, whatever those, um, non-striking, non-striker attacking players, they need to be finishers and goal scorers and um, attacking threats. And obviously we saw, you know, um, Ethan Finley, his first goal was as part of a, a free kick, but um, but then the second goal, he, he was great there. Um, and so um, my, I, I guess my, my question to you is, is that what kind of led to the danger from Ethan or, you know, where you've got Roman kind of up there with Ethan? Is that, is that what you're going to credit with our attacking prowess? I, know, I, I think one of the interesting things was too, is that um, Colorado's defense uh, in a sense, like if with all the attacking that we had, we going, like they had to really work for and be aware of where the, where the attackers were and a lot of the times um they just you know they weren't paying attention to where the space was and so we were playing a lot of those balls through and so do i do i think the 433 works i think the 433 is 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 a good option you know i i as you were saying for me this is Dotson's best game this year so far and i and i really enjoy watching him play but i i, I really I think with all those all those three midfielders who were good passers, it was it was it was good to see how many how many opportunities we could create when we have an offensive mindset in a sense, right? I mean, if you look at the stats, you're looking at 14 shots on goal, right? Eight shots on target. We had 55 possession of the game compared to the other team, the other two games, which we were not nowhere near that. I think we we're at five percent in those games. Yeah, or something like that. Total uh, combined. Yeah. So it was it was it was really good to see what 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 you know not relying on the counter 
and 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 seeing what and, and taking Molino out of the picture because Molino is that ten that just is, just runs everywhere and then giving Dotson mm-hmm. the freedom to run, he's able to create lots of opportunities. And um, I think like in literally right was it like two minutes into the uh, the game where we had um, we had Mentonier of a rebound shoot mm-hmm. the ball from like out to 20 and that literally I think that is the first legit shot on goal I've seen Metinier take in the past two years and it was that a was that was that was a rocket that that ball did not move in the air yeah, I, I did not know he could shoot like that and so it was nice to see that <laughs> and then unfortunately you know Amarillo wasn't able to put that away but we've know that he can we've seen it right in the, when we get a full preseason and everything else in he can put those away, and I think it was it was nice to be able to to see that as an option. Um, I think. Can I ask you about Emeria? What's that? Uh, I can't, let me ask about Emeria then. Go ahead. Um, uh, is it fair to say that he never really got involved in the attack? He he was a little bit on an island. Is that a fair assessment? I think his, Go ahead, Mark. His uh, uh, just some of. He seemed a little bit too gung ho to be like D scorer. Like there's, I forget when it was, but he was like breaking down on the right side and had it perfectly. Like Lude was just all by himself in the six yard box. It was that? It was that? Was, it was that beautiful over the top pass that uh, Grey Goosh had mm-hmm. that uh, that Amaria brought down, right? Yeah, and then uh, one around the outside was in. And then, like, just had to make a quick pass to loot for a tap-in. But instead, he tried to shoot and, like, of course, missed. And yeah, just some of his choices just seemed wrong in, this, in the moment in that he sh- seemed to be going for a goal more than kind of passing when he should have been, when it would have been more beneficial for the team to have that final pass than it is to take a poor shot. Do you think that that's more of a, of a, of a symptom of the formation that he's in a you know essentially three attackers um or is it and or is it um the uh, the fact that he is coming off of an injury and because he was looking good initially and then he and you know um he pulled up and you know is it just him getting his form back after four months of not really playing i think the dude wants to get his 25 goals is what it's what it is I, I don't know if any of you listens to, and I and I don't know how how well your Spanish is, but if you get a chance to, you should always listen to the Spanish broadcast on, on the ESPN stuff, because they 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 talk about everything non-related to like what's going on, but they totally like are, are root to listen to. And one of the things that they talked about Amarillo was the fact that he doesn't seem to. Um, He's, he's just not clicking correctly, right? Like there were times where he, he's gotten the ball on the wing and he's beaten his person by one or two or two or three steps. And as a forward, I'd be like, okay, two or three steps, set up your shot, shoot. And then he tries to dribble it in more and then he gets covered by the defense. I think it like, like you guys were saying, I think it also has to do with the fact that he's playing with in a different formation. So like has to get used to, to playing playing with, with with other folks i mean he's not getting the service that he he's he's, he's normal for molino or 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 other players but i just i i just still think he's still our best forward 
honestly. Oh, I, I 100% agree with you. I and think so it's, you just um, have to play him. I think the 4-3-3 requires more combination from him rather than him being a target guy. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's one of the things that 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 I that I see is that just gotta just just gotta keep playing him. Just gotta feed him the ball. There were times where he was coming way deep, right? And let's not forget about the tenth minute when there was the uh, my, my my favorite pun of the night was you know tarjeta amarilla for amarilla, the yellow card on amarilla after elbowing Warner in the face <laughs> oh and God. just totally <laughs> could could have been uh, could have been a red card. Uh, there, I mean, uh, I think um, he was a little bit lucky there. I mean, he didn't, you know, it's not like he was going to try to hit him in the face, but he was certainly trying to give get space for himself. And uh, yeah, I think um, let's let let me ask you about the goals. We we the first uh, goal um, we had was uh, Jan Gregush uh, special uh, set piece special, and then. Um, Ethan Finley, um, I'm talking about our goals, I guess. <laughs> Ethan Finley um, kind of gets a, a little toe to it, which is fantastic, goes in the near post. Um, and then later on, you know, Roman Metinier, uh, we talked about him getting way in the box and pulling it back for Ethan um, and Ethan's uh, Johnny on the spot there. Um, what what can you say about uh, about that? Was it Ethan just in good good spots was this one of his uh better games does it kind of uh... I, I think that i think this is one of ethan's best games yet like he was my wife is on a meeting so if she's yelling in the background that's why um <laughs> uh i mean his toe touch was sexual it on that on that free kick like it was oh, yeah. it was it was a it was a uh, a, a, loving, a loving caress of the ball yeah. <laughs> um, it was a love tap yeah and uh, I mean, he was in the right spot. It's like he he has been combining with Metnair really, really well. You know, the entire time that Metnair's been here, and they have a really good um, chemistry. And it's you're starting to see that they know where each other are going to be when they get in. If he gets in the box, he knows that a cutback is coming to him, and vice versa. And that right side is just it's just chaos. And I think Ethan. And he wanted that hat trick. Like he wanted it so bad and he almost had it. Um, but I think he, it was, I think it was one of the best games that he's played since, you know, maybe that Columbus game from last season where he got the game winner. So it, he's, he's absolutely just tears up the right side and just wears down the defense. And I, I have a hard time thinking of a better, a better performance from Ethan Finley. Yeah, I think a lot of credit also has to go to uh, Jan Gregus just because his delivery on set pieces all season so far has been phenomenal. Like, I think I, I forgot the exact number, but I think last year we had uh, eight goals from set pieces, and this year we're already up to like four, I believe. I think we had four coming into the game. Yeah, Unless that stat that they, they threw, threw out the stat, the four of our 10 goals were from. Uh, um, Set pieces. Yeah, so I mean, maybe that did include last night. And just this tournament, uh, just you know, since we, the return, I mean, you between the um, Ethan Finley's kind of you know beautiful tap in, plus the um, the own goal um, against Sporting K- uh, KC, both of those were just beautifully placed free kicks, and they're just seems just routine at this point um, from Gregor's, which is really great to see. I also think you guys need to talk about how we got that free kick. Who was the person that got fouled right outside the box? 
It was, was Datsun. I actually forget. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, Datsun tried to split two defenders, and he got he got sandwiched, knowing that it was going to happen, and then got a foul. And so, like, Datsun really was was um, was I think essential in a lot of the set pieces that were that were happening. I mean, I, I really think that he had a really good game. He was confident in what he needed to do, and he went out there and performed really well. I think, I think Gasper in in some situations had an okay game. But that boy still can't cross a ball. Oh no! no I, he's I got a lot saw, of good parts to his game. Crossing ain't one. Yeah, and it's like it's like it's like he can't cross the ball. And and there were there were times where like for example like I remember this one sequence where Dotson literally dribbled through four people, and he was going up the wing, and then he dumped it perfectly out to to Gasper, and then just Gasper really wasted an opportunity for all that work that Dotson was doing. And he was doing a lot of work out there, which was good to see. Um, but that free kick was one of those one of those moments where you just tap it in and it was great. So, you know, I, I think Finley has really stepped up these last couple of games. I think his work ethic this game was 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 immense, immense, immensely needed. I mean, but I also think Colorado was like, well, we have Finley on the right. Let's go, let's go try to see if we can stop that. And then that left that whole the whole uh the whole Metanier side that was totally un- untested at all. And that's what, you know, if we're talking about goal, that's what led to the second goal. Right? It's when they when they brought in Lewis, when Colorado brought in Lewis and just Oh, Lewis was a, is a Lewis was yeah. a game changer. Yeah, I mean that kid needs to. I, I know he might be a little bit erratic, or he might be like a little version of Jekyll in the sense that you don't know what you're gonna get. But that kid. Yeah. How can I you have a little? How can you have a little version of Jekyll? Just a little version. <laughs> it's a, it's uh, like a micro Jekyll. It's a micro Jekyll. Um, so yeah, let's talk about the bad parts, right? The two goals. Uh, how Kai Kamara gets left alone on a counterattack is. Um, I mean, there's going to be congressional committees about this. Uh, it's it was absolutely bizarre. But who, can someone take me through that uh, yeah. counterattack goal? Yeah, I think what happened was, um, if I remember, like in the the clip of like the highlight of that goal, only shows where um, uh, Ozzy loses the ball. But I believe prior to that, um, Chase was down in the the um, far left corner, and they were working the ball back around. Uh, to opposite field, so like it went out to. Um, I went to think it went to Chase, and either went to Lude, and then Grey Goose passed it. Then went to Grey Goose, and Grey Goose passed it back to Ozzy. And I thought Ozzy was just blatantly followed on that. Like Ozzy doesn't Agreed. go down soft. Yeah, and if he goes down like that, I it's usually a foul. And then because of that, and like it wasn't like we were in any danger at that point of losing it. Of losing possession, and so it was more so just a routine switching of the fields, and it just turned into a counterattack where you had basically a three on two, and because of that, Aha, you know, was on the was on the right side watching that guy. Um, Boxel was in the middle with a guy with the ball, and it just turned out that odd man out was Kai Kamara, and he was all by himself on the right side and had a pretty much easy near post. Shot in. Well, there, there was, there was two things with that. One is the both the center backs. I think it's a thing that we talked about with Aha and Boxel, and you know, after previous games, where if one of them is going to commit, somebody's got to stay home, or somebody's got to be, but you know, got to be closer to Miller. They were both up pretty high, and that, and that's fine. But 
the the other the other issue is that like you said mark chase was further up the flank trying to pass things back nobody was getting back to cover that position lude wasn't tracking back necessarily to make you know if, if we did lose the ball and they hit a counter um you know and that's and that's one of the issues with a 4-3-3 with this is that if we get our fullbacks forward that that is going to happen and your your center backs need to cover that position and Ozzy was trying to do that as well but um we weren't we weren't making those overlapping runs um it was like Chase was making the overlapping run and Lud was just uh, attached to him and they both left that that uh that left side open it, it also is good to point out that there are moments in which Colorado pressed and press and pressed well like um with uh with uh, who was there? Uh, Rubio. Rubio was pressing well. The Chilean. You know how much. I, you know how I feel about Chileans. But that one intersection <laughs> between the Cuban and the Chilean was 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 a fifty fifty, which I usually would think that um, Ozzy would win. But as you guys pointed out, we have too many. We were we were already committed to moving the ball up, so we had our our our, our, our fullbacks moving that way, and then once that interchange came. There was no communication on who was who was supposed to take into that ball, and then you leave Kamara literally one on one versus Miller. And I thought Miller came out too soon, in a sense, right? Um, uh, but once that happened, I mean, Kamara is Kamara. He's going to score when you give him an opportunity. And yeah, there, and it was a, and it was a, it was a great counter. But it's, it had to do with that Colorado when they're pressing high, like they had high work rate from 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 Rubio and others. And so once they got that turnover, there were that, there were similar situations, right? Where that happened with the Colorado press was getting to us. You know, I think like early on, uh, Gasper lost the ball in a, in a defensive third. I think the one that stands out to me is when a high literally was t- literally, uh, Kamara stole the ball from a high and outside our 20 and, and that he wasn't able to do anything with it. Those are moments that, that, that you need to, kind of talk about and just just see how 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 much we need an Ike in that back line someone who's willing to do that and, and credit to Miller uh, I saw him be more vocal this time than I have in all two of the uh, previous games um, the only question I have about Miller is just uh, why does he always seem to punch the ball so much than just try to like well, this was, ball. This, was, this, was mentioned, this was mentioned somewhere. I forget, Mark, if you remind me where I, that was, it was. But it was during the um, the um, Real Salt Lake match because they're they're commenting about how um, Tyler Miller was like unhappy was uh, wasn't able to grip the ball as well due to all the humidity and was instead focusing on punching the ball out to clear it out because in this first match against Springfield City, he like wasn't able to catch the ball as well as he'd like to. So he was focusing on punching instead. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't know if that's, you know, whatever, like this isn't a gear chat, but it's like switch, switch your gloves, like to, to try something different. Put, put some jelly on your gloves. That's man. right. Yeah. Put some stick them in your gloves, right? Make sure the ball <laughs> sticks. Right? Jerry writes that shit. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's hard to blame uh, Tyler on that, that first one, but um, let, let's uh, talk about the second goal. Cause obviously I actually forgot existed uh, I'm, I, I basically the game stopped at uh, the 58th minute, so I, I missed. Uh, um, uh, but you know, Jonathan Lewis gets that goal. We already uh, sung his praises, and and 
uh, are trying to figure out why he's not starting. But uh, t- take me through how that happened. Uh, well, <laughs> it's one of you. I'll do it. Uh, basically, uh, it started uh, from a corner. Uh, went in. Um, I forget who from Minnesota cleared it off, but they cleared the initial one. And then um, Lewis was just kind of all by himself um, at the top of the 18 and just fired a rocket in. And um, and what for me, what struck out with that, it kind of comes down to um, the fact that all the way until the 85th minute, we had only used one of our subs. And Ethan Finley is the one who was supposed to be tracking back and covering Lewis. And he looked just tired. And I think that's one of the reasons why he wasn't tracking back and covering Lewis. It's like he was just out there just i mean he, i don't think he had the energy to like go well, he, from he he got he got there late cuz his yeah. legs are just you know just heavy and i mean he you could tell that like, his instinct was right but he just didn't have fresh legs anymore and that was the that was the whole thing about the substitutions yep and i also think it's also too is that lewis had metanier's number every time on that wing like I've never seen Metinier lose a battle, right, that often. But uh, Lewis literally caused a lot of problems on that wing. And I think, and and I think also too is like if we're talking about Finley, I was like that that um, that tumble that he took and had that big cut on his leg. He was still out there even after that. I think twenty minutes after that, and so like that's 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 gritty. Like if, we, if, if anyone's ever said, you know, they. Like, Anything that he's guys not tough or whatever, or he is not committed, that that is one thousand level commitment. Yeah, it's a, a deep cut as well. Um, so let's uh, let's do it. I think the the biggest frustration felt by lots of people, and I I, I try to not make when subs happen a big like complaint thing because I think it's like complaining about referees. It just happens too much and it's too easy. But um, this game, you know, there's two two aspects of it. One is managing this game, but the other is that. You've already played a game this week. You're going to be playing another game in six days. Your team is not fully fit. You have to manage people like Ozzy. You, uh, you know, Ethan Finley has been playing his heart out. Um, Amari is not fully back to to fitness. Um, it, it strikes me as really crazy that we only had uh, one substitution in uh, in in the first like. Uh, 60 minutes. When did that happen? I'm now looking for. It. Oh yeah, in the 70 something, 71st, 74th minute um uh, Schoenfeld comes on and then it's not until the 86th minute that Robin Lud and Finley come off. And and it's just like crazy to me why you would not um a bring on the energy that Raheem uh got. I'm sure, you know, Amaria didn't have a great game. Let Schoenfeld do what he does, which is hold up the ball and and bother the hell out of the defense. Um, I, you know, get Ozzy out of there and put James Musa in. Uh, I, I think that it's, it's these kind of decisions that just like make no sense. And, and Heath had a, an, an explanation for that, right? He, they, they asked him about it post game. No, it was in the middle of the game. They oh. asked about it. it. It was like about the 80th minute. And like one of those like normally terrible, like in game interviews, like during, I don't know if it was during a water break or whatever, or, but he basically said, He's like, yeah, no, it wasn't maybe. during the water break because we expected him to bring on subs at the water right. break. That's true. That, and that was like in the 70th minute. And this is like the 80th minute. And they're like, so what are you going to do with all of your subs that you have just sitting there doing nothing? 
I mean, I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, and then basically he said something to the point where like, well, you know, I, I really think we're um, looking good on offense. I don't want to disrupt our flow on the counterattack. I was like, what match are you watching? Like, are we watching yeah. the same match? Like they're just tired legs and you could put someone in who can run at our, their fullbacks similar to how, um, uh, you know, Matt Nair's getting beat by fresh legs, uh, yeah. you know? And, but like no, Taylor, and, Taylor, Taylor, was it Taylor Twelman just kept saying it like every like ninety seconds? Uh, why is he not putting in subs? Is he gonna is he gonna put in subs? And literally all of Minnesota United Twitter was like, "Dude, have you not watched this game, this team yeah. before?" Like the thing um, that I I think I tweeted it out this morning was um, the goal probability from game flow. Uh, our goal probability went really really high toward the end of the match when we put on those subs and it was just, there was nothing happening um, in the middle of the game. And it's like, yeah, your goal probability will go up when you have fresh legs in 80 some degree weather with 80 some percent humidity after 80 some minutes. Yeah. And, and we didn't, we had nothing to lose. And so, um, you know, if we lost the game, we're still through and we probably have actually a better matchup. Um, so going into this, I, I was saying to everyone who would listen that I have no problem with us losing. Obviously I want us to look decent, but I'd rather have us, um, rest some people and be ready and also use it as a chance to give, uh, minutes to some of these players so that when you need to pull them in, they're ready to be in there. They've been integrated. You know, you give Musa some minutes so that it's not such a surprise when you have to throw them in because Ozzy gets injured, right? Or give, Shakon uh, more minutes so that we don't have such high expectations that he has to uh, be effing Leo Messi um, the first second he actually gets minutes. And so uh, I don't I don't understand that. It, it makes no sense uh, to me. Um, it, it's just uh, Adrian Heath has his players. He wants it to, to be a certain way and uh, refuses to, I think, uh, imagine other possibilities of different players and how might this work and how might I change it up? I it, it's, but it's, I mean, it's a, a song we've sung a tale as old as time. See, my Ooh. only theory is that he's just, he doesn't really care about the tournament. He's like, these are our regular season games. We have, we're on our fifth match of the season. We're still undefeated for the season. If we can walk away with a point, that's way better than walking away with zero points and just looking at it that way and not really caring about the tournament is the only thing I can think. Knowing how he's kind of like, um, later in the stages, but like earlier, and like he's kind of expressed some disdain for like U.S. Open Cup, which after this tournament, it pretty much turns into a U.S. Open Cup tournament. And so I just kind of see him as saying, "Well, this is the our last match of regular season for now, and I'm going to get a point and not go all in and possibly miss out on a point because I don't really care about what's coming up next." I also think you know this. We need, okay, you guys, you guys got to help me out. We got to make a graphic or a flow chart in which we say, does Minnesota United need substitutions, right? And then, you know, arrows go down. Here's a box. Does it a left back? Is it a midfield? Is it a forward, right? And then you go, will they benefit, right? What time is it there? And then, like, goes back to a box that says heat. Will it disrupt our flow? And then, <laughs> and yeah. then it says, no substitution. No substitution. Yeah, yeah. All roads lead. We got to make that chart. Yeah. Um, yeah, you never get in. He's just a rapper. Don't get in, in the way of his flow. Um, so at cold North rant says you get to choose the subs. When do you make them and who do you choose? 
Uh, I mean, I would say at the 60th minute, I would probably would have, or at least 65th minute, like probably would have um, done the, what he did in the 85th minute, which is sub out Finley and Lude and put in some fresh legs on the wing. Um, and then also, I mean, I thought, I mean, unless Molina was injured, I thought it would have been great to sub off Dotson, put in Molino and sw- quickly switch to a four, two, three, one, and just really push for a goal towards the end. But I mean, again, yeah. I don't know the health status of uh, Molino. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you there. I think at the very least bring off Finley or Lud and put in Raheem Edwards. I think Harrison looked really nice last night. There was some nice com- combination play for, you know, the first time that we've really seen him since preseason. Um, I would have, I probably would have brought, brought on Chacon if you wanted to go to the four, two, three, one. Um, but I guess I, I would, I Chacon, I understand hesitancy of, of putting him out there. Um, uh, because there's some defensive liability there. Um, and so, you know, I would have been happy with, like, I think I agree with you, at least Raheem in there. Um, Harrison as well. Lud had an okay game, was not great, was not terrible. Uh, again, I think that he is just basically uh, expensive Miguel. I, I, I honestly don't, you know, he he does many of the, the nice things that I appreciate about Miguel. He, um, and then the biggest problem with Miguel is that, especially that last year, he just could not get a goal. And that's just, that's Robin Lud right there. Um, so yeah, I, I would have loved to see those fresh legs. I, I think again, James Musa in for, uh, Ozzy, um, Ozzy did a, a great job, but you know, especially if we're kind of holding on to something and we're not pushing forward, maybe you don't put Chuck on in. If you, if you really want a goal, and you really want to push forward and you want to introduce some uh, 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 kind of unexpected results in, into there, then you put uh, Chacon in there and he might make some magic happen. He might, you know, it's, but it's a risk. Um, I, I think maybe Heath was kind of okay with the draw. And so I get why you don't put Chacon in, in that situation. But, um, but yeah, I would have put Musa and then swap out the wings. And, and Schoenfeld was a good, good move. Um, I could have, you could have even done that sooner. Yeah, I think my my choices would have been like I would have taken Finley and and, and Lude out in that sense, just because Lude at that time at the fifty seventh minute was totally tired, and the reason you know that is that late challenge that he had on Rubio that easily could have been a, a red. He literally like just took mm-hmm. him out. Yeah, and but so, it's Diego Rubio, so it, it's it's deserved. Uh, well, it, it is it is Chileno, so that that is that is true. <laughs> So, um, but anti, overall, anti like chili podcast. No, 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 no. Not not the good chili, right? Not the good chili, but just the the flag chili in this, in a moment. Uh, but anyways, just it's just you know I would have would have done that. I really like the pairing of Edwards and Harrison. I thought it was I thought they brought in energy, which is what you wanted to specifically mm-hmm. because we knew that we were going to find the gaps between the defense, right? Which we were doing all game long. That's why we had fourteen shots on goal. We just couldn't put three of them away. Um, uh, and if I think of that, but if we would have given them at least a good thirty minutes to work, we would have been able to see something. Uh, Schoenfeld was 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 a decent sub. I mean, but if you really wanted to explode space behind, um, then uh, I think Toy would have been uh, a good a good uh, situation there because he really runs in, into space. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really want the ball to him. He's not that nine that can play with his back to the goal and, and receive and set up 
but is a, is is a is a is a forward that's willing to spread the lines and keep that. And we've seen that work to our advantage. I think Ozzy had a really good game. I I understand what he did, but there was there were times where he was even looking dangerous on the attack as well too. So it's like, you know, um, I just don't see how you know we literally let like you know a, a win kind of slip away. But at the same time. I, I wish we would have seen most of these younger players. And I think yeah. if we if we think on the on, on the idea of Chekon playing, I think he would have benefited in somewhat. And I understand that there's that tendency not to weigh to weigh the risks more than the advantages. But let's also look at Jonathan Lewis, right? He mm-hmm. he was a he's a risk too. And he ended up yeah. working out for and it worked, right? And it worked, right? So like you gotta you gotta be able to because you're, so, you're given a minutes, you know, you're get, mm-hmm. you're given a minutes. I think if you would have brought in somebody like right. Chacon, you, you put him on the, I would I would have put him on the wing instead of the instead of centrally, um, and mm-hmm. and you know put you know keep Dotson in there, or put Gregoose, you know, yeah. you know. So who knows? It, and it's the same situation with SKC at the moment with 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 Gianluca Busio, right? He needs minutes, and in a saturated midfield, uh, it's going to be very hard for for a rising star out of the out of the homegrown. That to get to get something out of that. So like I think you know you I understand being uh, reserved on the matter of that, but I still think it's like you got to risk. Like you don't you don't you don't play this game to tie. You play this game to win in some sort of sense, right? You got to be able to leave it a lot on the table. And now we we have you know we have a really tough opponent who has who has looked extremely in, in yeah. mid season form. And Columbus crew is we're going to meet them uh, on uh, ne- next Tuesday, 7 p.m. Uh, it's a great. Finally, it won't be a, these late night matchups are, are pretty rough. Um, they have uh, nine points. They look very dangerous. They've uh, you know, they've got the good Jossie, not the bad Jossie. And um, w- do you expect to see um, I'll go to you on this, uh, Mark. Do you expect to see a, the last night's lineup or. Um, is it, or are we going to go back to the four two three one with uh, Molino? Uh, I see the four two three one, um, and it'll also be interesting to see um, if who is going to be playing uh, center back as well with Coleman being available again for this match uh, to see if he's. I mean, I don't know who's. I assume I actually have no idea if he's him or Aha are going to be. I mean, you'd imagine that. Aha uh, uh, stays in. He hasn't. He, other than that first game when he looked just garbage, uh, he, he looked okay last night. I think I don't remember thinking bad thoughts about him. Um, and so, in uh, Coleman, you know, he hasn't played a game in a year, so not quite a year, but a long time. So, um, I, I, I think you, you just have to go with what seems to be working okay. It's not working great, but uh, but and then but the tough part is with center backs, you don't give them some minutes, right? You don't give a late substitution to get Coleman back up to, to um, game readiness. Uh, so it's, it's a tough thing, but Coleman's at least now an option. Watch, watch Heath go to a three man back line and bring in Coleman. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Are we going to uh, win? Are we going to shit the bed? Um, uh... To quote Adrian Heath, we probably won't turn up because everybody's crowned them champions already. So there's that. Yeah, we need a gaff. We need a gaffer to make the uh, the podcast. Whatever the noise is of me doing my wanker double <laughs> double wanker gesture. Um, I, I just uh, think I just think that you know, and I have a poll out there because I was, I was like, who is who is Lucas Larayan 
Slater Young going to own literally in our defense, right? Because if because if Lewis and Kai Kamara can get around a ha, like right now, fifty percent of the votes a ha is going to get owned by by Lucas, and I I I don't doubt that. I think if 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 we're going to have to be really secure or even bunker up more of our defense and and go back to their early early um, first two games, we were really not, not no possession whatsoever and just counter counter counter. Uh, depending on Molino's health, that that that's gonna be that's gonna be an that's gonna be an issue that we're gonna have. I just don't. I agree with you on that. It. I I think it's gonna be. I think the the actual lineup and the formation is gonna be based on Molino's health because if you have Molino with Amaria up top and they're both healthy, which they both haven't been for the duration of this tournament, they both look really good in those first two matches. And if we get that back, I think that's going to be some attacking spark, at least you know, to allow us to bunker and counter. Um, but I, I don't. I'm not terribly hopeful if we, because it, it does it if if we draw, does it go to extra time or does it go straight to PKs now in this tournament? That is a good question. I believe it's extra time. Um, I haven't heard yeah. anything about being. Different. Yeah, it's extra time, and I think oh. two extra times, and then two fifteen. I think it's two fifteen, and then PKs. And then. But I could be wrong because this is knockout stages, so. So. so we got to wrap up soon. So I, I, I want to go to a couple questions here. Edu uh, Rosales says, do you know if the team saves the most, the team that saves the most subs by the end of the season gets a free pizza party or free ice cream? Cause that's the only thing that would explain Heath's decisions. That's a really good question. And I like, believe it's actually pizza and ice cream. It's a, it's oh, a, yeah. that's, it's, that's it's, a, it's like that. It's like that, uh, that, that book it pizza hut little yeah, sticker whole, thing that you get. Heath gets his own personal pan pizza. Oh dude, they're so good. Do they still do that? God no. no, no, they don't I hope so. I, I, have, I have friend, I have teachers who are friends, and they're like, "Yeah, I think we're bringing that back." And I was like, "I want to book it." Lydia and, uh, wants. Lydia has has constantly been talking. My wife has been talking about doing a book it at the bar. I just I haven't figured out how how it can work. So if anyone so has any ideas curds. about how, uh, yeah, you just come in and say cheese curds and fries. I, I think I'll have to talk to subtext books or something like that, and we'll we'll do some sort of book it with them. Oh my gosh, that um, would be ridiculous! So no, that, let's that, fin- that puts that puts Corey an advantage. I don't like that. <laughs> Let me finish on this question, uh, Mark. You can lead us through it. Hop Clouds wants to know: So where are we on the two big watches, Reynoso watch and uh, Debasi watch, uh, and how long before we can consider the Reynoso pursuit just a distraction? Um, the Reynoso was a distraction. Back in February, so it just continues to be. Um, no, I mean it sounds like with Reynoso, Minnesota was close. Um, supposedly, there were negotiations between Boca and Tallers or whatever it is to um, get Boca's ownership of his uh, um, rights up to eighty percent. But there's been issues, and supposedly his club has taken them to the sports their. Tallerist to the sports court of arbitration because they said they didn't receive proper payment the last time that he was sold to Boca. And so now it's just all messed up. And supposedly Minnesota United is very frustrated with it. And so it's a distraction. But Debasi, um, I think there's a report yesterday from a French paper that said that it's pretty much done, um, that he is going to be signed with Minnesota through 2023 and that he should be arriving and uh, the States uh, in August. So I think that one's done and we'll have a, another center back slash maybe left fullback available. All right. 
this is the actual last question um, from Chris. This is one of our patrons so in the Slack. How many games before Lud has 10 red cards and how many more games till he has 10 goals? Does he get to the 10 goals uh, before he gets to the 10 red cards? Ooh. What, what, what is he, like a goal every five games now? Is, is Lud and... But is... Wait. How does he get... Lud, is that a goal every five games? I don't think so. He's had a goal like every 17,000 games. But <laughs> has, I mean, he has a, is he, well, is he really like a red card liability? Is that where this question's coming from? Do you guys well, think I mean, if you, if you look at the play that he was doing yesterday, then yeah. yeah. I mean, like if he, if, if his, if, if he gets tired, if when he gets tired, he, he's late on his, he's going to be late on his challenges like that. And then, then, yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's an issue of liability, but I think he's going to, if he would probably get 10 red cards before he gets 10 goals, I don't. Yeah. I don't know what he. I haven't been able to look at his stats, but I don't think he scored ten goals in a season. Um, and I could be wrong, but I haven't. Like I said, but I also think that it's just. I don't know. I think. Um, I think. And the, the funny thing is, if you if you like if if you like the pronunciation of Lod, listen to the Spanish broadcast because that's all they do. They, they mispronounce his name every time, and I and I find that <laughs> hilarious, right? And so, like every time they're talking about Lod, Lod, or Lod. Donde está Lod? Donde está Lod? And it was like, you know, but anyways, I I I think that's an issue to to be at. If he's if he's gonna be if he's gonna be challenging like that, you know, I mean, we already had crazy challenges in this in this MLS's drunk tournament that should have been red. But I don't I don't I have more confidence in him getting red cards than I have in confidence in him getting ten goals. Okay. All right, we got to wrap it up there because uh, we have, you know, pe- some people have jobs. Uh, but thank you, uh, R- Rodrigo, uh, Mark, Corey. Thanks, listeners. Um, I will uh, hopefully see some of you at the next watch party or uh, at NWSL final and the crazy EPL day. But thanks, everyone, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Team Merch. Okay. I got to go cool. find my fucking cat. Let me know if you need some help. Give me something.